Step into the world of advertising with FjorgeCast, predicting the most important trends in the advertising industry. Host Tim Barsness dishes on the latest developments within the advertising realm. Tune into the FjorgeCast to receive insider tips and advice from experts within the advertising industry. FjorgeCast is your first stop in hearing about the unique opportunities and challenges advertisers face today. Cranberry Radio is proud to present FjorgeCast with your host, Tim Barsness. Thanks for joining us on FjorgeCast. I'm Tim Barsness, founder of web and mobile development team Fjorge. And today on our show, we will be talking with Jordan French about his PR agency, Notability Partners. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Tim, thanks a lot for, for having me. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little about Notability Partners? Sure, sure. Uh, my shop's been around for a couple of years now. It actually is uh, an East Coast name and a West Coast name. The one you got on the East Coast is Notability Partners or just Notability on the West Coast known as Kindred. Uh, that name comes from uh, my partner's legacy firm, uh, Tina Mulqueen, who's based out of Portland, uh, who um, who runs uh, Kindred Marketing or Kindred PR. Share a bunch of clients between us, add clients between us, and, and um, ended up keeping both of those names. How did that partnership come about? Uh, serendipitously. Um, so I, I, I meet a lot of people, as, as you can imagine, uh, especially in this industry. It's pretty tight knit. Uh, you eventually get to know everyone. And um, there, are, there are really two species is the way I see it of, of people who do uh, marketing. There are salespeople. Um, you know, people really good at kind of generating interest about themselves uh, and, uh, and, um, and selling clients, right. And then second, there are operators. The operators are far and few between, but, um, you know, fairly a little more selfless, but maybe even more so, uh, you know, actually good at, at the execution end in, in an industry where there, uh, there, there really are a lot of gaps and, um, you know, everyone complains about them and, and, uh, and uh, it's difficult to square in a lot of ways something you can't control, especially in earned media, uh, where you can't necessarily predict, you know, who, what, when, where, and why, uh, and certainly how uh, someone will cover you know, news or a company or a client. Yet clients always want that. So Tina, uh, I found to be probably among the best, um, uh, you know, operators uh, in this industry and. And uh, kind of teamed up with her. We've been working together for over a year now, and uh, and still are. So I must be doing something right. She must be doing something right. How has the um, the two office system gone for you guys? Um, having two separate offices. Well, 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 great. I mean, New York is always you know where I am most of the time. Uh, is is kind of like the heart and center of anything anything media related, um, and we have a lot of clients there. So it makes sense to be there. Portland's an interesting uh, an interesting situation. So there's a bit of a vacuum, really, north of the Bay Area, which is very, very tech-heavy. And, and tech is definitely one of the main industries where, where, where we sandbox um, and, and find most of our clients, either, either individuals who run tech companies or are entrepreneurs uh, with, with a number of companies. Uh, you know, in similar vein to, to myself and uh, north of there, though, uh, Portland has its own, you know, lot, rather large culture. Seattle does as well, but there's not a lot of heavy duty marketing capacity. 
especially on the PR front. So she sits pretty well. Um, you know, both are small teams in total at each office, uh, but there's nine uh, nine between us, four on each end, and one is um, you know one is remote or, or distributed, uh, and he's up in Seattle. Uh, but it works well. Uh, you, you know, you end up getting getting uh, you know the early lead on everything in New York, and and you know most of our clients, just like most PR firms uh, in in these industries that, in which we operate are very coastal. Uh, so you end up being able to take care of clients pretty well on both coasts, you know, with ultimately what amounts to along the lines of a 12 to 15 hour, 15 hour working window uh, in total. And, and you end up covering the bases pretty well. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so what led you to, to start your firm? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, so I, I'm an interesting case kind of fell into what I do. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur myself. Founded a, a number of companies. I'm up to up to five now. All make money. Uh, Notability Partners is one of them. Uh, all, all still in business. Uh, and around 2015, ended up uh, kind of breaking away, working with a few of my own uh, clients individually, and wanted to get back to working with them directly uh, rather than you know CEOing just one company. So ended up doing that. And it's been a really fun ride since where I focus myself is, is really, you know, two species within tech emerging uh, technology. So um, uh, food, fashion, robotics, uh, new apps, uh, new, new applications, a lot that's consumer facing and where there's a lot of benefit to, you know, not just investor intros, which, which we can get to in a bit, uh, which is a way I position myself and, and my firm to differentiate, but also, uh, you know, the tech itself, when, when you want that really, uh, you know, uh, out front, uh, wide breadth of coverage, uh, from, from practically everyone to really focus and, and tend to stick to really interesting technologies. Uh, a lot of that comes from my own, my own writing. Um, I write a lot for, for a lot different, a lot of different publications, uh, being an engineer, intellectual property attorney helps, add some some depth to uh, kind of the existing dialogue right that I that I contribute in tech uh, and so you know them when you see them uh, client wise who you want to work with and and uh, and when they come along it's it's a great fit you know we can end up doing a lot with them uh, in terms of you know that breadth and depth of coverage so what makes your agency unique from a uh, typical PR agency a yeah, really good question so so they all kind of do look a, a bit alike, um, I, you know. Personally, just just to take half a step back, the market's pretty wide open. It's it's pretty fragmented. Um, a lot of the big agencies are kind of top top heavy and struggle with uh, with um, uh, you, you know you end up with a, with a number of partners, sometimes you know hundreds when they're that big. And a lot of the people doing the work are you know are pretty green or are new to the field, don't necessarily have a lot of the connections and and other pieces. So, so I get to, you know, be in that cohort, which you know, you guys know well, which is these kind of boutique firms, right? They're a bit smaller. Uh, when clients are working with them, they usually get to work with the partners. Uh, and so that happens with, with, with all of our clients. Uh, but second is just probably what's really unique to, to what I do is, uh, having raised money for a few different companies, uh, myself, one, you know, one was over the million mark, 
you end up meeting a lot of uh, a lot of uh, VCs, a lot of investors. Uh, a lot of our clients become investors in other clients, uh, and so uh, that's a pretty big differentiator. Uh, you know, just just as part of what we do is often working with companies that do need to raise money. And a lot of the outreach that we do squares with that, right? It's very purpose-driven. It's, you know, how do you get, you know, articles or or other marketing material created and out there is really just assets to then go raise, uh, raise money. The other, the other, the other attack that we take is, you know, when you're not in a fundraising environment, which can be pretty intense, uh, pretty emotional, probably more so on the investor side than, than even on the founder side, I found. Um, but it's also useful for, for B2B leads. So, you know, I have a lot of experience with enterprise sales, close deals with a number of Fortune 500 and, and also kind of like SLED, as it's known, mm-hmm. you know, uh, state uh, education, uh, um, uh, local. And, uh, you know, the fire de- city fire departments and so on, right? Those uh, those potential clients. So uh, it can often, in some cases, you know, when you need to get more direct than more direct than simply uh, more direct than simply, uh, you know, just producing media, it's, 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 well, we're after sales. Well, sometimes you just have to go after them or really help uh, your clients uh, directly do that. And I've, I've done that in a number of cases. Absolutely. Uh, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we will get, be getting some PR tips. Don't go away. Fjordcast with Tim Barsness will be right back after a word from our sponsors. Cranberry Radio is your new destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Get educated and entertained by our panel of on-air experts and peers. And engage with us anytime by following us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and LinkedIn. So you can reach us before and after every program located on our new social shareable live streaming player access the new cranberry radio live stream player at our website cranberry.fm looking for a white label seo and social platform for your clients think ebrands free and unlimited seo audit reports ebrands premium facebook apps and welcome page creators ebrands twitter management app analytics and mobile site generators ebrands let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjorge, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Tim. 
Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Jordan of PR Agency Notability Partners. Jordan, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how Notability Partners uh, does their work so effectively? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, so we do a lot of different things for, for clients. Yeah, I think where where you know there still seems to be a few myths to diffuse to diffuse and um, and where people are always you know getting over to your listening to your guys's podcast is is on the media itself. So so there's no doubt that uh, that getting articles on on your company or yourself are valuable. Um, it's a bit it can be a bit of a confusing though and circuitous path. Uh, path to getting there. So, um, so when you look at a, a person in my situation where I could just get it into Forbes or Inc., there's a, there's a lot going down there, and let's and let's let's kind of un- unwrap all of that and see. The first is you know a decade now really of developing relationships specifically with people at certain publications. So so I'll go to events. I'll you know, meet with, you know, have coffee with dinner, whatever it is. In a lot of cases, be friend. Uh, a lot of people that write for a lot of the publications that a lot of people are after. It's been a situation where there's a lot less uncertainty around, you know, whether a subject will work. When you really know someone, uh, there be, you know, what they write about, what they're up to. Uh, you can usually much more easily find that good fit when when you have a client come along that makes sense. Uh, crafting a pitch that makes sense for a particular person, send it over. In other words, it's much less of a wildcatting approach and more more of a hyper hyper tailored, which ultimately saves a lot of time, and ultimately end up in a situation where you actually end up getting where you want to get. So uh, I mentioned a little earlier, and I'll repeat: I I'm a you know tech journalist uh, myself. I get invited to a number of conferences. I'll be at Web Summit later this year, which is a pretty big one. Um, I was just at Collision Conference uh, in in May. Uh, was a moderator at Millennial 2020, uh, is a Forbes event in New York, and that's where I end up meeting a lot of these people. Uh, you know, it's an investment, right? I don't get paid necessarily to do it, um, you know, really at all. But it's it's very part and parcel of making you know my job easier. So ultimately you know, in a stack of, you know, the tools and the tool chest, right, that founders and CEOs have. You know, I, for example, can be one to, and then the team I have can be one to, you know, getting specific things done, especially on the media end and, and in the periphery, uh, like I said, uh, after that to, you know, help kind of prospect out B2B leads, that makes sense. And then, and then, yeah, certainly we do a lot on the fundraising side. Absolutely. So you you mentioned that um, getting you know getting publicized or getting a, an an article about yourself is you know there's no question that it's a good thing. How would you go about quantifying the value of doing something like that? Yeah, right. It's it's also a really good question. I think um, yeah, I see a few different uh, kind of inbound inquiries. We'll, we'll call them and um, and. Uh, the ones that work work best is is where you know there's a, there's already a purpose to to earning media. One one question I'll ask, you know, any potential client is you know why? Like why do you want 
you know, why do you want to be informed? It's a very common question uh, or common common request is, oh, I just want to get in, get into Forbes. Uh, you know why? And 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 ideally, that response is an answer that is driven by some purpose, right? And and business is pretty simple, right? Goes the Bill Gates quote. Uh, you know, it's the technology and, and everything else that's complicated. And and really, really, what what a Forbes article is, or, or you know, or Cranes, or Yanks, and Entrepreneur magazines, and so on of the of the world are really is marketing material. So it depends on what you do with it uh, on the other end of it. Where it tends to be most useful is uh, consider a company in a fundraising environment or a CEO or known entrepreneur in a fundraising environment uh, who wants to galvanize or attract attention around something. It's marketing material, you know, with a stamp of authority, right, from that Forbes URL or that, you know, in-print magazine piece that can slide in front of uh, investors, you know, second and separately slide in front of potential uh, business clients for, you know, that, you know, new tech company or, or, uh, you know, new idea, say a entrepreneur starting uh, an accelerator, for example, uh, and helping galvanize around, you know, whatever that subject or that business is. When it's purpose-driven, it's most useful. Working backwards from there, then it's more easy to help help articulate a pitch that makes sense to whomever is writing it uh, on the media side, and also include, you know, some of the facts that actually help, you know, convert, right, and convert that lead to a sale uh, after after the you know your, your your founding team slides it in front of potential business lead or or the or in front of investors right and helps convert the investment otherwise it's it's just a you know a pretty and in some cases expensive URL that you got that might populate in in Google search but doesn't really offer any value so it's it's starting with that question you know why and then working backwards uh, with a goal. So you get a, almost exactly what you want. Just to clarify, when you're saying that you're sliding it in front of someone, are you saying that you are um, directly sending it to them or are you suggesting that they would somehow happen upon it on their own? Right. So, so, um, so both. So, so just to, just to break down the example that we, we just walked through. Um, number of CEOs that I work with use our media as as follows. They're in contact with a number of investors. A lot of those investors, especially those who run VCs, are really busy. Uh, they forget things. They they forget that what's on their plate. Uh, and a good way to revive a conversation or return to one is to get earned media out there, right? And then say, hey, uh, when a follow-up email, hey, uh, take a look at what we've been up to. There's a new piece out on us in, you know, whichever publication. And it's a good way to rewarm or restart that conversation. Uh, and and ultimately, right, the goal there or the purpose to the entire exercise is to land that funding. So it tends to work really well. In contrast, might be, you know, a follow-up email saying, you know, hey, what's the status on this or, or um you know, do you need any other information, you know, in order to invest any of those, you know, permutations of an email and a follow-up to an investor, they're much weaker, right? There's no news. There's no real update. Uh, it's so much more meaningful 
to send across a new URL. And I've seen a lot of investors very, very successfully, or rather I should say founders, very successfully land investment this way with, you know, even just a piece a month coming out that's topically on a company. Um, you know, that can be useful to to getting investors down the funnel. Similarly, you know, business leads, especially when there's long sales cycles, um, you know, a month goes by and people don't have that much of an attention span, um, you know, when there's a lot in the way to a sale. And it's not many, many questions, but more so, uh, more so, you know, just kind of tape in the way, especially on enterprise deals, you know, getting POs through and so on, or first licensing deals, uh, that can be a bit onerous or involve a lot of legal. Uh, things move slowly, and one way to keep everyone's attention is to say, hey, look, here we are out in the media again, um, show that they're live, kicking, and active, and and uh, each opportunity is also an, also generally an opportunity to update everyone, uh, everyone both actively, remember, but like sliding it, sliding it in front of them, and when I, when I say that the mechanics of that are you know, dropping the URL into an email, right, and sending it off to that prospect, whether it's an investor or a business lead. Uh, you know, second, you know, people do find these things, uh, certainly when they look up a company, certainly when, uh, um, uh, you know, when, you know, they're usually in groups of people that, that kind of read these publications. Uh, and you can you can often figure out and aim for whichever publication that they read most often. Uh, and people do see them passively. Uh, sometimes articles can get a lot more than their in-print counterparts, especially nowadays as people are always looking at their phones and living living digitally. Uh, but by and large, it, you know, when you when you want to know what the result is, usually it's you know sending it over uh, by email or or whatever other means of using to connect with uh, a um, an investor or or business lead. Absolutely. We need to take our second break, but when we come back, we'll be, we will be covering a, a couple of news stories. Don't go away. George Cast with Tim Barsness. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, 
So Social, the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your Facebook contest and sweepstakes. Create a fun, easy-to-win contest by writing a simple Facebook post. Watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction. Track your traffic and generate email lists with ease. So Social is mobile-friendly and complies with Facebook terms of service. Let So Social give your Facebook page some flash today. Zoom over to zosocial.com. Tim Barsness is back with more advertising advice with FjordCast, only on Cranberry Radio. Welcome back to FjordCast. I'm your host, Tim Barsness, and I'm here with Jordan French of Notability Partners. Our first story today, written by Jordan um, on Entrepreneur.com, is titled, Sophia Bush is a staunch supporter of entrepreneurship. Uh, It calls out how she's moving into the investment world based on her passions. Um, Jordan, in the article, you mentioned she was mentored by Chris Saka and has been influenced by his knowledge. I'm curious how you think this all got started. Yeah, well, it's an, yeah, an interesting uh, and, and kind of uh, topically relevant contemporary uh, uh, piece here that, that we're talking about. So just, just to give some context, I was invited down to a collision conference in, in um, New Orleans or, or Nolens, depending on where you're from. Uh, Tim and uh, a lot of celebrities increasingly are are getting into this entrepreneurship space, uh, especially on the investment side. Sophia Bush was one of them. She was one of the uh, panelists or keynote speakers down there. For those that don't know uh, Sophia, she is an actress, One Tree Hill, and and uh, Chicago PD. I think she there's just some news on her uh, leaving that show, but. Pretty active. A lot of people know her. There's a lot of others uh, kind of in this cohort. And it's an interesting space to see. Um, I, I think you'd agree, most would agree, uh, to see this crossover, right? The the way I like to see a lot of industries, you know, kind of globally, they're, they're all like little mountaintops. And, and a lot of these actors and actresses, you know, are at or near the apex of their own mountain, which is, you know, which is acting, film, you know, t- television. Uh, separately, there are, there are a number of other mountaintops with you know, musicians, as you know, and, and they'll also in, increasingly invest in, in tech companies, uh, sports players. Uh, so another one I caught up with down there was Mar- Marquez Colston, pretty big deal player for uh, for the NFL Saints, uh, and a number of others. Uh, and it's interesting to really see this intermixing, almost merging uh, of and celebritization of of entrepreneurship. You're seeing more and more entrepreneurs themselves become uh, like pseudo celebrities. Gary Vaynerchuk's a really good example. Uh, he shares equal time with Will I Am, uh, uh, the the you know really well known musician, and Gwyneth Paltrow on on Planet of the Apps. A narrowly you know Sophia Bush was a really good example of a person who spent some time trying to investigate and get in the space. And uh, she was lucky enough to link up with Chris Saka a while back. Uh, so we talked about that quite a bit. For those who don't know, uh, Chris, uh, he, he just retired, um, has his own VC shop. Uh, uh, you know, I think he's now, now is a billionaire, but um, you know, more broadly, this is, this is the way that uh, a lot of these celebrities traditionally are kind of moving over and merging into this space, which which really pretend portends and 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 gives us a glimpse into where the future is on this. I predict 
Tim, increasingly we'll see a lot more and more of this crossover. Uh, entrepreneurship is definitely a, you know, like a, you know, kind of like a, a sexy space, hot industry. It's a great title uh, to have. Uh, and, um, and I think you'll, you'll, you'll end up seeing a lot more and more of this, uh, more of this happen with, with a crossover from celebrities and other, uh, other mountaintops. And I think you make an interesting point, Jordan, that, um, the, you know, the crossover is both directions. There's entrepreneurs who are becoming more and more celebrity as well as celebrities who are, um, turning to entrepreneurship. We're going to do our second story quick here. Um, it's from Adweek. It mentions that 50 57% of consumers will boycott a brand that doesn't share their social beliefs. Um, I'm curious, Jordan, you know, understanding that beliefs influence buying decisions is the world we live in. Um, this opens the door for values-based brands. What should existing brands do to combat this issue? Right. Well, I, I, I prefer to be less combative and more, uh, more assimilative or, or helpful. I, I think there's, that's one way to read this story. There's also a, a, a cabal of, similar stories that, that flip this syllogism that you just said uh, on its head, head Tim, and it, and it actually encourages big brands, especially to, to be bold. I mean, if there's a particular um, implementation, right, of, of some social good, sustainability, uh, you know, freedom, conscious capitalism is a great example. We'll just get to in a second. Uh, we, uh, they're, they're certainly rewarded uh, for doing that. So, um, I think it's more of a carrot than than a stick. Uh, right now, Tim, uh, you know, I think the boycott in general of a brand is, you know, is generally kind of out there, but it's early, it's still in the early innings of kind of the development of of the stick end of it. But certainly, um, for a long time now, and it's really galvanized well. Uh, consumers do resonate with brands that share those social values. I think. When, so I just mentioned uh, conscious capitalism, uh, namely mentioned that when I had a chance to sit down with John Mackey, uh, Whole Foods CEO, really just a few weeks ago, just a week ago, um, so relatively a few weeks after he and I had dinner together, the company got bought out. I think a lot of the uh, kind of success that he's had, and he'll, he would certainly speak to this, is you know, he's stuck to his guns, uh, found, you know, first, you know, kind of an ethos. Uh, and then, like I said earlier, galvanized around it. And well, not everyone is into what Whole Foods is into. Uh, he, he, he certainly knows and, and can, was able to draw lines with where, um, you know, who and what and when people would fit into that brand. It worked really well, uh, attracted the attention of, of Amazon and, and he got himself a good, um, you know, a good exit on it after, after quite a bit of work and time. So, right. So I, you know, I think what brands, what brands can do and what people, especially consumers are looking for is, is direction. It's, it's to, you know, stand for something other than you stand for nothing. Those was a famous quote and, uh, and, um, really speaks to brand identity mostly, which is, you know, what does a given brand stand for? Uh, I think where there is a stick forming more and more is brands where it just doesn't stand for anything or is kind of um, mercurial in, in, and flip sides. Uh, people, uh, people believe in authenticity. I think that's the underpinning there, that if you're getting down to the root, uh, root of all of this, uh, Tim, 
it's authenticity in general, uh, consumers more and more, especially the younger cohorts in Gen X, Y, and Z, um, really value that authenticity. And when you send a signal, even if you don't, they don't necessarily totally agree with a the brand, they say, well, okay, well, at least these people are being real and genuine. We know what they stand for and, um, you know, and typically give them much more a benefit of the doubt. Uh, than those that are, you know, again, vague uh, or mercurial about where they stand. Absolutely. And we are out of time. So that's it for today in Fjordcast. Thanks for joining us, Jordan. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate you having me again. Absolutely. You can find Jordan online at jordanfrench.org or his company at notabilitypartners.com. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. You can download episodes of our program by going to cranberry.fm or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited 